Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Olga Hayes, your host today. Pretty much everyone has experienced a little frustration and stress behind the wheel, right? Nearly 80% of drivers express significant stress, frustration, even anger at least once in the past year. We've all felt frustrated on the roads, whether it's due to traffic, bad drivers, construction. And while many of us keep our cool, others get really, really stressed. And taking your stress and frustration out on the road and other drivers is sure to be a recipe for disaster. On today's episode, and in honor of April, Stress Awareness Month, we will discover helpful techniques for controlling your stress on the road. invited Bob McClure to join us today to teach, to teach us how to stay patient and control our emotions while driving to ensure a safe trip for ourselves, for our passengers, and for everyone around us. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Olga. How Thanks. are you? I'm, I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you for being here. Yeah. How was your traffic this morning? Uh, it, it was crowded. It was crowded. Did That's, you keep your cool? I did. I practiced what we're going to talk about. Okay. Well, yes. I can't wait to learn how I can control my emotions and my stress because I'm one of those people who get really stressed on the road. And, and we all do. Yeah. And you know, the, why this is such an important topic is mm -hmm. that we have to commute and we don't have control over that. When the 163 and the 805 come to a screeching halt... <laughs> It's beyond our control. Absolutely. And we don't have a choice because right. we do need to get to where we need to get to. That's right. Okay. So, again, I'm very excited about our conversation. But before we start, can you please give us a quick introduction of who you are and what you do here at Shark Healthcare? Sure. So, my title is Human Resource Consultant, but what I do is I teach mindfulness and compassion training. That's my role, part-time. Mm -hmm. I also teach at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center. We oh. train teachers to go out in the world and, and teach mindfulness as well. And, and the most important, I think, uh, credential for me is that I've been practicing what I'm going to talk about for 28, going on 29 years. So you practice what you preach, you walk the talk... You do all that. Most of the time. <laughs> As I'm going to talk, I probably okay. will mention that we're always okay. beginners. We always have to practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I think our listeners will appreciate knowing who you are. Okay, so let's talk about traffic and stress and driving. Uh -huh. So the reason why I wanted to discuss this subject with you today is, A, because it's Stress Awareness Month. Uh -huh. So it's important to kind of bring awareness to stress overall and our stress triggers. And I think you would agree that driving and traffic is one of the biggest Huge. stress triggers for yes. us. Yes. And also, just to kind of um, make listeners aware out there that stress is not bad for us just emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. It's also very, very dangerous for us in terms of our physical health. Mm -hmm. And chronic stress can lead to high blood pressure, which is a number one 
reason for deaths in the United States. It can also lead to increased BMI, mm-hmm. and which can lead to obesity and type 2 diabetes. So all these are really serious health risks. So I feel like it's our responsibility to share with our listeners a few tips on how to manage their stress better, at least on the road. Yes. Okay. So my first question, in your opinion... Why is it that even the best of us, even the most calm people, turn into real jerks on the road? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great question. It's yeah, we all can slip right into being jerks on the road. If if not jerks, at least experiencing uh, other drivers as jerks and then carrying it with us. Yeah. And that, I think that's that's the most important question is what happens to us that we end up relating to something we can't control, like the traffic. Mm-hmm. We end up relating to it in a way that's stressful. And part of what mindfulness holds out is that you you can actually develop skills to make choices about how you relate mm. to the experiences you have. Maybe I could just give a quick definition of mindfulness because it it's talked about a lot. Oh, yes, that would be wonderful. Yeah. So what, one definition we use at UCLA is it's it's developing the skills to pay attention to our present moment mm-hmm. experience with openness and curiosity. The definition doesn't say it's paying attention to our pleasant moment experiences. Uh-huh. It's our present moment but... experiences, which can be pleasant mm-hmm. or unpleasant. So when we're talking about driving... You know, when you're driving leisurely in the countryside and looking at trees and it's wonderful, it can be really enjoyable. But when you get stuck on the road in the Mm -hmm. morning when you're commuting, all kinds of reactions start. So part of what the skills of mindfulness are is learning how to relate to that experience. What you're thinking, what you're Mm -hmm. feeling, what you're seeing, Mm -hmm. those, what you're hearing, those are the key. That's the key to mindfulness. Even if those experiences are not necessarily all that pleasant, as yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when cu- somebody cuts you off on the freeway or you're running late, mm-hmm. and of course the 805 freeway north is going to come to a screeching yeah. halt for no reason whatsoever, it seems, your own reaction to that, mm-hmm. how, you know, we tend to think that it's the fault of the situation. How, how can I not get upset if I'm going to be late? And yet what mindfulness holds out is that you have the freedom to have, again, the skill to how you relate to the thoughts that come up, how you relate to the feelings that come up. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. It's, but I can see how it can be difficult for people to understand and master this right. skill. So right. it's just like with everything else, it's just a matter of Getting it, getting started, and trying it, and working it, and practicing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, in a funny kind of way, that even driving can become that practice if you use mm-hmm. some of the some of the techniques that I'm going to suggest. And yeah. of course, what we know is just like if you're going to become a really good tennis player, a good piano player, you're going to need to be able to take on a regular basis sit down and develop the skills. But just using a few techniques in the car for example, when you're driving, can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, and that was my next question. What can we do right in the moment where where we feel this frustration, where we feel the stress just kind of coming onto us? What are are some techniques we can use at that moment to help us mitigate that stress and mitigate that frustration? 
So, so two things. One is uh, be kind and gentle to yourself because it's not you; it's your brain. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. our brains are are built to react and to take care of mm-hmm. us, and so we develop habits. And so, mm-hmm. when we automatically react in the way we do on the freeway. Uh, our brains are doing it. But we can train the brain to do it differently. And then the second thing is a kind of a principle of all psychological awareness is that what you pay attention to is what you experience. Hmm. So the freeway comes to a screeching halt, and the first thing you you start thinking about because you get lost in it is, I'm going to be late. There's mm-hmm. too many people in San Diego. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. you know. And can you feel, as I say those words, what you're doing is like putting fuel on a fire. You're feeding your emotions. And then if you wonder why your body starts to get tense, the sympathetic nervous system kicks in, you start getting upset, and then you start thinking more and more all the negativity, that starts that whole process. And then you arrive at, the, at work really upset. So the key is to develop some skills to intervene at the point at which you first start noticing the Mm -hmm. thoughts you're having and the feelings that you're having. And so what do you do when you start noticing? I guess the question is first, how do you start noticing those thoughts? Right. How do you pay attention? How do you catch yourself at this moment? And second... Once you notice yourself having those thoughts, what do you do about that? Right, exactly. So that's where the development of a skill comes in, that just beginning to notice when you're thinking or feeling is is a mindfulness practice. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, the research suggests that at least 47.9% of the time our minds are wandering. We just get lost. You know, that's why when you can be going up the 805, you have to get off at Balboa and you find yourself at Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Everybody has that experience. You wake up, right? So the more that you develop these skills, the more you're going to notice when you start thinking. And that's the freedom. That's where you actually begin to realize that you can either just let the thought go mm-hmm. or you can really then explore it because it's important. You see a truck coming at you. You don't want to let that thought go. You want to mm-hmm. maneuver away. But the other sort of psychological principle, and this relates to what you're asking, the, the actual techniques you can use, is that we know that whenever we are absorbed in a sense object, that it shuts down what's called the default network, and that's where our minds wander. And they usually wander to something negative. That's where, again, when the freeway stops, right away we start Mm -hmm. thinking about how terrible this is. If you're absorbed in a sense object, for example, you see a sunset. In that moment you see the sunset, or you taste the strawberry, or you see the baby's face. You know, those are experiences in the very moment right. we light up. And it's only when we begin to think that we then kind of lose that experience. So on the freeway, practically, for example, when the, when the, when the traffic comes to a screeching halt, one thing you can do is bring your focused awareness to, for example, now the traffic has stopped, okay, to the red lights in front of you. Just absorb the look of those Mm -hmm. two red lights and the car stopped in front of you. What we know neurologically is that will help decrease or shut down that default network. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, famous uh, uh, meditation teacher Thich Nhat Hanh actually suggests, it's kind of poetic, but he suggests that you look at the red taillights in front of you as flowers. Oh, you know, okay. it's a little flowery. I'm take a note. <laughs> but, okay. but if you do, and then you're going to be a good driver because as soon as those red lights turn off, it means mm-hmm. the car's moving. But again, it's this idea that you can, you can actually um, focus on a sense object mm-hmm. and really shut down that 
or decrease that default network where we're going to go with negativity. The other thing one can do just immediately is three deep breaths. You know, this is, the, this is something that everybody can do. We're always breathing. And um, a, a shorter in-breath, longer out-breath. Mm-hmm. So let's say the traffic comes to a screeching halt. Somebody cuts you off. You have immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. If you get in the habit of just taking a few deep breaths, making the out-breath longer than the in-breath, and sometimes we teach kids, we call it 7-11 because they remember that. <laughs> An so, in-breath on the count of four, an out-breath on the count, count of seven. Of Make then. the out-breath longer and slower. A longer out-breath uh, in, actually, uh, than an in-breath, actually mm-hmm. engages the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is cranial nerve 10, the longest nerve okay. in the body. It influences uh, particularly the sympathetic nervous system. So when you get good at just taking a few deep breaths in that mm-hmm. way, you can shut, you can actually downregulate that alarm system, the amygdala, mm-hmm. the sympathetic nervous system, yeah. that when you're sitting in the car and upset, yeah. you can actually calm it down. And the key is to begin to practice when it first happens because then mm-hmm. that begins to be your default reaction oh. rather than – because, again, we're training the brain. The brain just gets used to when somebody mm-hmm. cuts you off, you mm-hmm. react in a certain way. The bottom line is that all that negativity and all that reaction to stress is what really makes our commute terrible. And um, when you can develop, you know, develop these skills and practice mm-hmm. them, then it begins to – most people will say – over time, they begin to feel chill, <laughs> okay, yeah. even on the freeway. Yeah, this is helpful. I am certainly going to try. My other question is about driving and not being, not paying attention. Right. And how distracting, distractive driving can lead to a lot of accidents. Absolutely. And so uh, my question would be, how can I be a more uh, attentive driver, a more focused driver, because that's another reason for, you know, really dangerous situations on the road. And it yeah. might not be necessarily connected with stress, but it can cause stress to someone else on the road, right? Yeah, well, that, you know, when you don't notice someone and you cut in front yeah. of them. You know, I mean, that's uh, what I try to do when that happens. I try to assume, not just assume that the person's a jerk and did it on purpose, but assume mm-hmm. that they probably weren't paying attention, yeah. just like I can do. Absolutely. And I just read this statistic that even if you think you're a master of multitasking ah. and you can just drive in your car and do something else at the same time, just being distracted for a second yep. can lead to a crash. Just a second. Yep. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but that actually leads to a lot of really serious accidents That's on the road. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And what the neuroscientists are telling us, there is no such thing as multitasking. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're doing is you're paying a little bit of attention to a whole bunch of different things sort of sequentially and not well attended to any particular thing. I agree. And, you know, I think increasingly, Olga, this is going to be a bigger source of not only stress, but accidents and, mm-hmm. and concerns because, you know, what they're ta- what the scientists are talking about is fragmented attention and our attention's being hacked in the world we live in by mm-hmm. social media, by technology. Absolutely, you know, yes. And, and people are reporting that it's harder and harder to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So that explains, I think, a certain amount of bad driving is mm-hmm. people are just not paying attention. 
So to answer your question about, you know, how can you increase your ability to pay attention, mm-hmm. both of those, um, both of the suggestions I made Same. about, you know, just breathing, for example, okay. just paying attention to your breath, um, that, that skill of noticing, let's say, a red light in front of you mm-hmm. or the car in front of you, mm-hmm. just bringing your attention to that. We know that that, even in little pieces, can increase concentration. The best thing is to establish a mindfulness practice where okay. you're actually sitting down, uh, even if it's five minutes, and doing a mindfulness practice because mm-hmm. what happens is it, we know neurologically it changes the brain. It changes your brain. That would be a good plug-in for the fact that we do have mindfulness classes yes. here at Sharp Healthcare. <laughs> and Bob actually teaches these classes yes, at so, Sharp Healthcare. Yes, it just so happens. Yes. just so happens. Just a shameless plug-in. That's right. Well, and related to your question, there, so there's a technique called see, hear, feel. We really can't, I can't teach it right now because it, it's a little complicated and people okay. have to practice. But okay. it it's something you can carry everywhere. You can do it at any time of your day or, or night, mm-hmm. uh, not when you're asleep, obviously. And it's one of the most important skills for driving because what I would maintain is if you're practicing see, hear, feel, you are the safest driver because you're really just paying attention to whatever you're seeing, whatever you're hearing, whatever you're feeling. Mm. And so when you think about driving, all experience can be put into one of those categories and you're really attending to. Mm -hmm. So you're driving down the highway and you feel your hands on the steering wheel and you also then you're seeing, you notice the pothole and you go around, or you notice the person mm-hmm. cutting in so, front of you. You feel, you hear a siren. Yeah. Or you hear, oh, it makes such good sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So the thing you can, I can, we can talk about right now, though, that you can try, that our listeners can try, okay. is that, again, this idea of focusing on a sense object. So if mm-hmm. you just keep bringing your attention back to what you're seeing when you're driving, and then notice your mind will drift to a thought Okay, because it does 47% of the time. (laughs) When you notice it's drifted, bring it back. Just keep bringing it back. Just bring it back. To the subject in front of you, or whichever subject you chose. What you're you're seeing. Yeah, just you can bring it back to the car in front of you on Mm -hmm. the freeway. Mm -hmm. And then when it wanders, which it will 47% of the time, (laughs) you bring it back. And what we know uh, from the neuroscience is that the drifting and bringing back, drifting Mm -hmm. and bringing it back to the sense object, again, as simple as the car in front of you, the sight of the car in front of you, it's like a bicep curl for the brain. You are training the brain mm-hmm. to pay attention. And that counters what we what I just mentioned is this fragmentation of our attention, which is happening by all the things in the world that's happening mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, I really like this analogy, you know, being a gym junkie. <laughs> yeah. so we, we do train our physical body all the time yeah. to make it better and stronger and healthier. So we need to apply the same principle for our brain. Absolutely. And it sounds like mindfulness is a wonderful way to train your brain to pay attention. That's right. Yeah. That's why one of the reasons why mindfulness is it's more than a fad. It's becoming uh, built in in many oh, arenas. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the re- when you think about it is that what the, what the scientists will tell us is that we're con- our brain is constantly changing, and everything that happens to us or we decide to do changes our brain. Yeah. That's how we learn. Mm-hmm. So unless we train our brain, unless we train our minds, mm-hmm. we are allowing everything that happens to us to train our, our brains, basically, mm-hmm. in the way that it happens. So, you know, that's what the awareness is happening with mindfulness. People are starting to realize that they can train their experience. They don't have to just be the victims of what happens. So when I get on the 805 freeway in the morning, I don't have to just be the victim of whatever's going to happen to me. 
I mean, obviously, if I get hit, you know, I mean, there's only so many things I control. But my reactions and my thoughts and the way I direct Mm. my mind, I can train it. And you can control it. Yes, that way yeah. and it's a very yeah. empowering feeling absolutely to to be able to control your reactions and your thoughts that's right and your responses that's right so absolutely uh, great love it <laughs> all right so i think we are approaching the end of the podcast but okay. i did want to kind of do a quick shout out to your classes again ah, and okay. can you please remind us where the classes are usually offered and which okay. site locations and what times, and we'll make sure to post that schedule in our show notes. Great. And the best, I think the best thing is to look on the Sharp Best Health website right. because that would have the most current dates because sometimes things mm-hmm. change. Right now, uh, so I'm teaching at Copley, I'm teaching lunchtime classes, mm-hmm. 1130 to 12, 12 to 1230, 1230 to 1. Yeah. They're intended to be drop-ins. I encourage people Wonderful. just, if you're late, it's fine. Yeah. If you have to leave early, just drop in. And then uh, at Spectrum, uh, same time. So, so Spectrum on mm-hmm. Wednesdays, I teach again, 1130 to 12, 12 to 1230, 1230 to 1. Always in room 406. That's a, a coup that we actually got a room uh, at the same place. And again, they're drop-in. So mm-hmm. if you're late, you're stuck at your yeah. desk till 1140 and you want to come, come anyway. Uh, and then Thursdays, 8 o'clock at SOC, mm-hmm. uh, 8 to 830, I teach a half-hour class. And then on, at Ruffin on Thursdays, uh, same uh, same times, 1130 to 12, Beautiful. 12 to 1230, 1231. In room 106. Thank you. Thank you for offering so many opportunities and so many different times and days. Anyone out there is interested to learn more about mindfulness, those classes are a great opportunity. You don't have to be a mindfulness practitioner. They're open to newbies and experienced practitioners. So Bob is amazing at tailoring his classes to whichever level they need to be tailored. And we also have a will, right? We have yes, will, which yes. is a mindfulness. Yes, it's a digital mindfulness and yoga app that all full-time and part-time and per diem Sharp employees have access to. It's free. So all you need to do is go on SharpNet again and type in will in the search bar. And then there are instructions there on how you can get started with your account. All and, you need is your Sharp email address. And it's excellent because even mm. if you can't come to class, you can yes. use Will and you could learn mindfulness, you could practice Absolutely. it. It's an excellent tool. We're really lucky I to agree. have it. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you again so much, Bob. I learned yeah. a lot and I will start practicing those techniques <laughs> okay. today. Let me know how it I goes. I will do drifting and bringing back that one and, yeah. you know, paying attention and 3D breaths. Those are all simple techniques that are very, very effective. So thank you. Thank you so much for You're most welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.